You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week 14 of the Wingfoot Locks brought to you by Wingfoot Sports. Uh, I hope that you uh, didn't check out our Thursday edition of the podcast, which was uh, uh, Chris Portente, the last minute hot take that he wanted to get in there. He's not here to defend himself, so I won't pick on him uh, for the Thursday night pick. However, we are, what do they say, Greg? Clear eyes, full heart. Is that from uh, Can't Lose? lose. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose as we head into the Sunday of Week 14. As you heard, Greg Hoyle here with us to make our picks. Chris Portente might be dropping a few nuggets throughout, but for right now, we have a great slate of games for this weekend, and we are going to start with the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Buffalo Bills in snowy, hopefully, Buffalo here. Check the weather this time of year, folks. So... Uh, obviously the Ravens coming off a big win against the San Francisco 49ers, a hard fought game uh, on both sides in this one. And the bills coming off some extra rest as they beat the Cowboys down in Texas on Thanksgiving. So Greg, tell me, who do you like in this one and why? Well, first off here, uh, we did this. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to like week three here when I was in Cleveland, getting a, a feel from the local crew here you've got some, some family in Buffalo. What do, what do we, how bad is the weather going to be? Uh, it's, it's too far out because, you know, there you get lake effect snow. So that could pop up real quick and you could have a blizzard in a few minutes. Uh, so it's too far out to predict, but I think it will be cold enough to snow if there's some precipitation in the air. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, regardless, uh, we're going to get some, some cold weather here. Uh, I like Buffalo. I'm going to take the points at home. You know, again, we're going to rewind back to the beginning of the season uh, think of that Patriots game where um, they played the Bills and, and really they weren't given much of a chance, right? We get a lot more info that the Bills are actually a pretty good team. Um, we're after the Thursday night game, so the Cowboys let, lost again. That doesn't make that win last week look all that great going on the road and doing that. But I think Buffalo's just really made a habit of surprising people Six points at home, definitely too much in my opinion. And that was a tough game that um, that the Ravens played against the Niners last week. So it was definitely good that they won that game and, you know, get the W there. Um, but definitely, you know, hard-fought game and, and something that they should come out of, um, you know, a little bit beat up and going into another game where they're playing another team that's going to really bang them up. Um, and I think the uh, the deal with the Buffalo defense is they really try and prevent against the big play. So I think you'll see a little bit of a minimization of uh, Marquise Brown. They play a little bit more of a bend but don't break type of defense. Uh, and I like that. And I like Buffalo to be able to sit there and ground and pound. They're going to Singletary a lot more uh, than they were at the beginning of the year. And you just had Frank... Uh, Frank Gore break that record. So now that that's broken, I think you're going to continue to see the better running back get his touches. 
Um, so I, I like Buffalo in the six points. I'm not going to be as bold to say that they're going to win the game outright, um, but probably a low scoring game. If you get inclement weather, maybe a little Buffalo in the under um, type of type of parlay situation. Um, but it should be, you know, should be one of the better games, even though Buffalo is not a big name. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that game to watch two what I would call similar quarterbacks um, going up against one another. Yeah, two similar quarterbacks drafted in the same draft class, and obviously the top uh, of that draft class now that we're looking back at things, at least thus far. Um, I think one of the big things for the Bills in this one is the fact that they do like to run the ball, that they do run a ball control offense. And I think that while the Ravens do a similar thing, that doesn't bode well if you have to lay six points. Obviously, everybody's going to remember the blowouts that the Ravens had this year, uh, especially in those primetime games against the Patriots and the Rams. So I think that this is fantastic. Uh, it's a great spot for the Bills because you're getting the Ravens, who've had a tougher schedule, coming off a very physical game in the rain against the 49ers, and you're getting a well-rested Bills team. Again, I don't know that I'll brave enough to go out on that limb and say I'll take the Buffalo Bills out right in this one but let's not forget they are uh, competing for that AFC East with the Patriots uh, oh, yeah. still so they've got a lot to play for I love what uh, Sean McDermott's doing up there in Buffalo and I'll take the points with them I think that's uh, easy enough to leave it at that for that one the next game we're going to go to is a lowly battle in the AFC East between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets now Greg just think about this game for a second and where we are right now the Jets had won three in a row there was actually talk about playoffs and the New York Jets for a minute and they come off a loss to the winless Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Bengals Boy, you Super come Bowl, baby. Bengals the, Super Bowl. You said it. You said it last week here on the podcast and it definitely brought this team I think crashing back down to earth. And then how about the Miami Dolphins? There is something to be said when you are playing with house money. Nobody thought they were going to they thought they were going to go 0 and 16. People were saying 0 and 16 and now all of a sudden uh Chris Portente is is crossing his fingers and toes that, that he's going to hit the over under season total for the Miami Dolphins which sits at 4. Look, they've got a week schedule coming up. It starts this week with the New York Jets. Ryan Tannehill looked good the first time around against his former team. Uh, the Jets come into this one as five or five and a half point favorites, depending on where you're looking there. But they are seriously injured coming into this week. Le'Veon Bell is day to day. He was out with an unspecified illness. They brought him into the facility this week, then sent him home because they didn't want to get anybody else sick. Apparently, uh, those bugs are going around the NFL this season. The Patriots had half their team fly on a different plane to the game last week. Um, so I think that, or maybe it's mono, you know, maybe uh, he's hanging out with Sam Darnold too much and, and the mono's finally catching up with him. It comes from all the exhaustion. I'm sure they weren't making out. Anyway, um, the Miami Dolphins. So they come in, no Le'Veon Bell, and they lost the heart and soul of their team last week in Jamal Adams. What he does for that defense, getting guys amped up, we already had the controversy all earlier this season with Jerry Jones throwing some chum in the water saying he wanted to get him into Dallas, that he was trying to trade for him. And I think that when you look at how these two teams played earlier in the season, the Dolphins were clearly the better team on the field that day. I don't think anything has changed that much for these two teams. And when you tell me that you're going to miss the heart and soul of your defense for the New York Jets, 
I think that this is a good spot for the Dolphins to win. Now, I might do a little sprinkle here, Greg, a little sprinkle on the money line on this one uh, to roll with the Dolphins. Should be around plus 200 somewhere in that. It might get even a little bit more than that um, as we get close to game time. But I'll take I'll take the Dolphins who have looked good on both sides of the ball and at least playing hard, right? They're, they're competing in all these games. And, and that's, that's really the key. Um, and, and they look like they're having fun playing football out there right now. So go ahead, Greg, what do you think about, uh, about me taking the fish? Well, if you ask Doug Peterson, the, the dolphins are a good football team. So <laughs> uh, can't argue with that. <laughs> I like the, I, I think back, right, when you talk about Jamal Adams, um, what's the guy's name? Is it Neil on Atlanta? The Lorenzo guy, Neal? Yeah, he's blown out the, the ACLs and everything like that. I just remember the game after he goes out, they got smoked uh, yep. in that Atlanta game. Oh, Keanu Neal, Keanu Neal. Yeah. Lorenzo Neal, the former fullback, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so when you're, you're talking about, you know, a really good member of the secondary and everything like that, that's kind of where my head goes to. Um, so, and, and Joe, I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of leaning the jets, uh, going into like our pre prep call. And you were talking about basically all the adverse events that are going on right now. Um, so I think you got some really tangible, tangible reasons here. I take the points, but honestly, I have no problem with a bold move. I'd rather have money line on, uh, on the dolphins probably than the bills. But, um, you know, there's, there's really no motivation for either team. I guess that's my general issue with it, Mm. Uh, but their coach tends to have them playing pretty, pretty well. You know, you just have to go back to to last week to look at that. So, you know, when you say, when you say motivation, I think that there is a lot of motivation for all of these Miami dolphins players right now. Right. And that's the thing they jettison the dolphins jettison all the big name stars at big. And I'll use quotation, big name stars that they had the guys like, um, Minka Fitzpatrick, who they sent over to Pittsburgh or, um, Laramie Tunsil, who they sent over to Houston before the season and Kenny stills before the season even started. Everybody on that team is is playing for a job in the NFL right now where the jets, they've got some big names still playing in there. Their wide receiver yep. spots. They've been, uh, and again, I'll use quotation marks around big names, um, but their wide receiver spots. They kind of know who they are at this point. They're not fighting for jobs the way some of the other guys are. Sam Darnold knows he's not going anywhere. Ryan Fitzpatrick just wants to win every game that he can that's left in his career. I think the, the dolphins are actually a little bit more motivated in this one. And let's not forget it's Ryan Fitzpatrick's former team. Uh, the Jets didn't want to give them the money the second time around. They had to do it, you know, gritting their teeth. Um, and I think that this could be uh, another good spot for the Dolphins. All right, let's move on. These are these are the sexy games of the week that we're talking about here when we're getting into the Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. We're giving you a reason to watch, if nothing else here. Uh, the next one we want to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are two and a half point favorites uh, as they head to Arizona to take on the Cardinals with Duck still at the home. Uh, De- Devlin Duck Hodges for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you don't know who that is, um, well, we, we understand, um, but he's got a week under his belt at this point or a week and a half as a starting QB. Uh, Arizona coming off that really bad loss. Well, bad in the sense that they got blown out to the Rams. Uh, Greg, there's a play that you like in this one, not necessarily on the teams. Go ahead. Yeah, well, and to preface that, too, because now, you know, hopefully I have an audience here to vent to. Who the hell signed off on that nickname for a quarterback, right? You understand, like, 
tight spirals are what we're looking for. I don't give a shit about any sort of uh, bird or whatever call. Like, how, how are you going to – how can you do that? I, just I, don't, I don't know. He's, th- he's think, throwing ducks out there. <laughs> I think it's in line with the, the caliber quarterback we're looking at. I think it, I thought it was <laughs> – Listen, this and it's not sour grapes of uh, you know Cleveland being one of my picks last week, but hilarious that there are people dressed up in these weird little duck outfits and using like more adorable duck dynasty quotes, just like the Danny Dimes garbage from earlier on the season. <laughs> uh, so Pittsburgh's been a classic uh, under team so far this year. They're strapping up. They're going on the road again. It's a fishy little line, right? Pittsburgh situation versus um, the Cardinal situation. You would think it would be greater than that. Um, but Pittsburgh can pressure the quarterback. Um, the type of defenses uh, so far this year that um, our boy Kyler Murray has been struggling against is um, definitely the ones that, that are pressuring um yeah, you know, and can sack the quarterback. So I don't really like Arizona to be able to score. And with a, you know, third, third ranked backup quarterback traveling on the road um, as a short favorite, Pittsburgh's been covering the under every week. We're getting a little bit easier line here. What's it at? Uh, 43, I believe. 43, right? So that that's 43 and a half is what I'm seeing at this point. So I'm liking that. Um yeah, you know, I'd probably play, quite frankly, Joe, now that I'm looking at this, because you already said you have kind of a lean to uh, Arizona, you know, Arizona plus eight and a half, under 50 and a half, and a little, and a tasty little tease there. Uh, looks pretty good to me for, for a nice 430 game that potentially we could be watching together. Yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. There's a high, there's a high po- probability of that happening. So, um, uh, so with that being said, uh, yes, you you mentioned it. I, I'm leaning the Cardinals. I actually like the Cardinals in this one, and we talk about fishy lines here from time to time. This just seems too short to me with the Pittsburgh Steelers laying just two and a half here uh, on the road against a team that has really nothing to play for. But I get it. Let me say that I get it. If you just look at these teams' records, Pittsburgh's still fighting for a wild card spot. I'm thinking to say that the division is pretty much out of reach at this point. Um, but they have done this with their defense, as you said. They struggle to score points every single game. All the credit to Mike Tomlin. Like, I have criticized him as a coach before, so I got to give him credit for what he's done to motivate that defense uh, and get them up and going. But this week, I believe, Greg, we checked it earlier. Uh, no Juju Smith-Schuster already ruled out. No James Conner again. So. Yeah. I think you can only survive with smoke and mirrors for so long uh, offensively. And that offense has done just enough to put the team in a position to win. Uh, I I don't think that can continue uh, as we, as we keep going through here. And I think that this is a week where you have a little bit of tape on duck now, right? He's played a game and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. um, And you get to see what his tendencies are a little bit. I think it's always tough that first game out, for a team to go and play against the backup quarterback. They do have a little bit more success in that first game, uh, but it's harder to sustain. And I think that we, we've seen that a little bit with guys like um, Kyle Allen this year, who had uh, got off to a hot start and, and has struggled a little bit more as of late. I think we're going to see that a little bit. And let's not forget the Terrell Suggs factor. Terrell Suggs may be playing against Pittsburgh for the last time here in his career. He knows them well from his days with the Ravens, and he is going to want to get everybody in that locker room amped up to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. So 
it seems too fishy with me. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals in this one, getting two and a half points at home. Maybe a little, a little sprinkle on the money line here uh, for them as well. The next two, game, two, two point money line, Joe. Well, you know, hey, it's 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 better to have it. Take your points. Take, take the points. points. Well, I said yeah. a sprinkle, a sprinkle. Lay, lay a little bit more money. Take your points. That way you're not kicking yourself if they lose by one. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We will move on to the Tennessee Titans as they head out west to take the Oakland take on the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Tennessee is a team that I have been riding for the last few weeks, and I will stay with them this week as they continue to ride Derek uh, Henry and Ryan Tannehill in this one. It has been absolutely unbelievable what they've been able to do since Tannehill came to town. A big win uh, over the Indianapolis Colts last week in Indianapolis in that division game. And then now we're looking at an Oakland team that has just really struggled in their last few. Tennessee is a team that will not beat itself. I like their coaching in Mike Frabel. Uh, I like the fact that they are, they stick to their game plan. They don't get away from what their strengths are and they are solid in all three phases of the game. They play special teams. Well, as we saw with, I think uh, that block kick return for a touchdown against Adam Vinatieri, they play defense. Well, and of course we know what they're doing on offense right now. The Oakland Raiders right now, there's questions swirling about, about Derek Carr. Again, we've seen this happen before. Uh, Josh Jacobs not being as effective as he was earlier in the season. And they just had a blowout loss in, in a game that was a huge game for them. You talked about the Super Bowl of the Cincinnati Bengals. They just took on the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that they needed to stay in that division and laid an absolute egg. Um, I will throw the caveat in there that this is a little bit of a sandwich game for the Tennessee Titans as they're coming off that win against Indianapolis and their next week, they are playing the Houston Texans as they are very much in that division. That is the one letdown spot, but both of these teams, theoretically, when you look at their record, they're both still competing for a wild card spot and having the tiebreaker is going to be huge in this one, no matter which way it goes. I don't think Tennessee can afford to look past anybody. And I trust Mike Vrabel as a coach that he will not let this team look past the Oakland Raiders as they go out West. I will lay the three points with the Titans over the Raiders. Greg, what do you think? I'm good with it. Uh, you know, I think the margin of victory last week for Tennessee is a little bit deceiving there with that, that special team score. Uh, and the fact that they didn't just block it, they returned it for seven. Um, but you know, I can't argue one team's going an upward, trajectory and then one team is just crashing and burning um i i mean my only buyer beware signals would be oakland's played pretty well at home so far this year and just like we saw with the rams last week after a team gets embarrassed you know you usually get a pretty good effort out of them so uh <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking at that now at this point the 47 and a half seems a little I, i'm gonna have to do a little bit of a research before I really back it up. I feel like there's playoff implications, divisional implications for the Tennessee Titans. This thing might be a, a dead under um, type of situation because yeah, I mean, 47 and a half is a lot of points. And I think you're going to get a, a pretty solid effort out of both teams. Like you mentioned, if Henry's running the ball, as long as as long as he's not busting off any of those 75 yard runs, what's that? The Jags or who the hell lets up all yeah. to him. So as long as he's not running against the Jags, uh, you know, there shouldn't be any massive bust outs there. It should be a, a pretty, uh, you know, 24, 21, 24, 20 type of situation. 
I like that play as well. You know, I, I think it's interesting. You mentioned the fact that the score was definitely a little bit lopsided. The final score was not indicative of what that game was between uh, the Titans and the Colts last week. But that's the one thing that I really like about these Titans. They got down against the Colts. They were down against the Kansas City Chiefs. They stick to their game plan. I look at it and how many times I was just talking about this with Chris. How many times do you remember here commentators saying in the early 90s, running the ball is putting money in the bank for the fourth quarter, right? It's an investment. And I have seen this team get stronger as games go on. I think their defense kind of uses a similar style that maybe they're not getting to the quarterback early on in the games, but they are just wearing you down up front. And I think that that is kind of indicative of their coach's style. So they do not look flustered when they get down. They stay, they play all 60 minutes of football. And I know it's a cliche to say, but it is something that even if they do fall behind a little bit, I have confidence that they are going to stick to their game plan and, and they're not going to be out of it. Um, and again, Tannehill has looked good. He hasn't made uh, huge mistakes. He's been able to run effectively when he's needed to. And that has added another dimension to their offense. And again, I've said this before, those wide receivers for the Tennessee Titans are absolutely underrated. I really like both of them. Uh, and even Jonu Smith, who's filled in for Delaney Walker, who's uh, down for the season, has looked really good at tight end for them. Um, so check out, and it, it all starts, though, with Henry running the ball for them. I see, like, seems like you're looking uh, closely there at something, Greg. Was there something you wanted to add before we wrap this episode? I'm just checking out for injuries and everything like that. It seems to be nothing, nothing cluster um, from that side of things. All right. Well, there you go. So to recap this week, we like the Buffalo Bills as they host the Baltimore Ravens getting six points. We're going to take the points with the Miami Dolphins getting five and a half as they head to New York to take on the Jets. A little sprinkle on the money line there. We're going to go with the under in Pittsburgh and Arizona. That's 43. I'm going to go roll with the Cardinals. Uh, Greg is going to figure out if he can hold his nose and join me on that plus two and a half. And then I'm going to roll with the Tennessee Titans laying three on the road against the Oakland Raiders. Those are your picks for week 14. Thank you for listening for Greg Hoyle, Joe Masiri. That's me, Chris Portente, who's somewhere hiding and licking his wounds right now. Remember, everybody, until next time, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether or not you cover the spread. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Next week.